0: You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey, and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in.
1: Anything, oh, the anything,
0: oh, the places you will go! Yeah, anything funny happen on the fishing event? Dr. Seuss. Um, we did have our fishing event, which anything um, interesting to talk? I mean, everybody. Yeah, that we came can recover. Out, that it. was awesome.
1: Uh, Just trying to get a good story and a going. fun time, and I was trying to tell them about planning it and then having the rain and then having everything. I do apologize if you showed up
0: for the any Be- outdoor activities, but and I should have. Well, the rain did finally come in. Luckily, after lunch, um, but if you were expecting. To do the long cast competition or some of the other stuff, we just the weather was going to be too unpredictable that day, and I wanted if we were going to do it to have everybody be able to yeah take part throughout in it. the day. So I nixed it, and but we had tons of giveaways. It was super cool. Um, so obviously, a lot of the companies, you know, donated some prizes and giveaways and all sorts of stuff, and it was funny. I called uh, this lady one the Lake Fork uh, Guided Fishing Day um, that Jacob Lang graciously donated to us. So I was able to draw two winners, and then we um, threw in a bunch. Like They haven't come in yet, but they'll get outfitted with all the new rudders fishing gear and stuff.
1: What were you saying about the lady? She was pumped? and Yeah. So when
0: I called and she answered, and I'm calling from my cell phone, it's just easier. So we did a a generated number, and then we would go to that number on the list and Mm -hmm. whoever. So I call, you know, and it's a weird number. Hello? Hey, is this so-and-so? This is Patrick with uh, Roger Sporting Goods. Oh, hi. Yeah, just to let you know, you won our Lake Fork Fishing Trip giveaway and Roger's clothing, you know, swag pack, uh, you know, all the new fishing gear. Wait, what? Hold on, let me put you on speaker. Okay. (laughs) All right, can you repeat that again louder? (laughs) (laughs) She must have been, I don't know, she was waiting for a call. I was going to do it on Tuesday, but... We were I had time to do it that evening. So apparently she wanted to let everybody know in the room that, mm-hmm. that she had won. So um and then oddly enough, the next person that won, um, uh gentleman that won, and I told him and he goes, Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. That's my favorite lake. And he's he goes fishing down there. Oh, good. On a quest for a double digit. Has he got one yet? Fish, no. No. I said, I "Well, I get it, man. Same boat here. And I don't know if he follows along or he went and looked yeah. at Jacob's social media page. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, they did uh they did catch an eleven-four 4 last week." He goes, so "I saw that." So he was pumped to, yeah. Jacob able that. to find some, some yeah, double he digits gets on him. Some I called him. Lunkers. I called him yesterday. "Hey, this is Jacob." And I said, Yes. Um. Do you have any open fishing dates? I'd like to come down and take, go fishing. He was like, "What?" <laughs> like I'm just getting this, is Patrick. And he was out on the boat, <laughs> answering the
1: phone. Yeah, of course. Uh, He's been on him. He said, "Is is on right now down yeah. there?" It might be kind of hard to get a double digit at this moment because there, yeah, some double digits have lost some some spawning weight and stuff. Yeah. So he knows the spots. He definitely. And you think you catch an 11 pounder yeah, right now? It could have been on a 13 pounder. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a little bit of a stretch. It could have been a 13 pounder two months ago in February.
0: Yeah. Oh, I have to give a shout out to uh, if you watched, uh, is Mr. Profit's podcast out? Yes, it's it out is. and running. So if you mm-hmm. saw that, we were talking about all the new lures that came in, which we just got a whole nother batch of stuff. That'll be the next podcast. Is that new came lures in. version, too. Yeah, two. exactly. Um, yeah, that's a lot came in. But give a shout out to him. So his the first tournament in the Kansas City area he went to, he placed first
2: Whoa. with a
0: twenty-two
1: pound bag in about two and a half hours. Yeah, Thursday night. So I, he had a bag maybe that was like two he, hours. Yeah, he had a bag that was like you fished all day to get. And yeah, he had it in like two hours on a Thursday night. Yeah. I wonder what. Like, like, I wonder that's what he That's
0: four and a half pound average. Did, did Blake give you the secret? On Smithville. Yeah, well, I know what he throws. Oh. I'll tell you. It's no secret. He'll tell you too. It's a rage crawl. Yeah. Like he likes Texas rigging. So anything Texas rigging, whether it's the um like Rogers has the the torture.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well that's a beaver. Or the creature. Yeah, the beaver style. You yeah, know, you just like a crawl style babe well, with yeah. but Texas rigging, something like that. Blake likes more of like the stem worm mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Um like a you know, black blue swirl, Okeechobee crawl, this I mean those colors around here typically work well for mm-hmm. Smithfield. But Congrats to him. Now he's out uh fishing Kentucky Lake for the Toyota series for the MLF.
1: This this is coming up starts tomorrow. Starts tomorrow, day. but if when the podcast is released, it's actually this past weekend, so Yeah. Yep. So it could be interesting. We probably won't have the results. We could say the we could maybe plug in the results later yeah. on the podcast, but I don't know what to look into that.
0: Yep. So we're excited about that. Um, and then obviously turkey season's the huge thing right now. And
1: no, it opened um, up for us so two days got, ago, three days ago, whatever. Yeah,
0: and we haven't. Um, and then youth was open before that. I know we haven't touched on. I did get some numbers for that, which I'll go over. Some, At least the youth stats are already out for the state of Missouri. But I know a few of us here at Rogers have been successful, a bunch of people getting out. Um, I think Chandler was the first at the store warehouse to actually tag a bird. His was out of state. Yeah. We're you going went, to that. You went down to Texas. So yeah. since you shot the first... And second burn. Yeah. <laughs> from the store. Uh, I'll let you lead off with kinda I thought you were going down there to fish first of all. Yeah. And then and then I get a picture of a
1: turkey. I'm like, hmm <laughs> Didn't catch that on a worm. No. No. <laughs> it was a buzzbait. No, I'm kidding. Uh so I got I got to go down and hunt Rios for the first time ever. Um, two or three weeks from when we were recording this podcast and jeez
0: Sorry. <laughs> I think a turkey just came off the
2: roost <laughs> that scared
0: me
1: but uh that was a cool experience so I'm, I flew into the west Texas you know this is not any type of turkey hunting I've ever you know been around because I'm just so used to this Missouri like super green grass is getting high you know the it's just full yeah. of life in the woods and you got people out on the lakes if you're around there. It's just mm-hmm. your crappie fishing and your mushroom hunting and your turkey hunting. You know, all that. It's just a different. You know, the ground's cool in the morning and everything's a little bit wet, and dewy, that type of stuff. You know, hunting easterns over here and I go down to there and it is like desert. It's like you're walking on, you know, chunk rock and and minimal. There was trees to roost in, you know, I think did we talk about that? Yeah, we that <laughs> I one was time, asking about that. You're asking me like, you know, <laughs> what are they roosting? Like telephone poles and roosting wires? In a bush? Yeah. Or no, there were cactus. There, there was mesquite trees out there for them to roost in. But it was just a cool a cool area to to turkey hunt. I landed on a Tuesday about ten ten fifty, I think that's when I landed. Um and it took us, you know, an hour and a half to get to I think the camp. Um and this kind of, you know, I'll shout out, you know, Mossy Oak was was the group of, that I was going with. It's a real roundup. And we've came out with, and you guys seen, and we've heard us talk about the the new turkey hunting gear we have this year. And it's all, you know, in Mossy Oak. It's in Bottom Lane and NWTF uh, Obsession. So... And we had some really cool features. We had some, you know, bug protection washed into it, so I didn't even spray permethrin on the clothing. You know, I was out there and didn't have one tick, and other guys were talking about ticks. And and uh, just, you know, got to wear my bottom land gear and went down there with the turkey vest and everything. And so Tuesday I arrived and got to the camp, kind of met everybody. I think we might have ate some lunch. And then uh, <clears throat> me and uh, Kelly Powers actually went out and setting a ground blind together. Oh, really? Yeah, with the Higdon strutter. Yeah, shout out to uh, Kelly, and that was a pretty fun yeah. first day hunt. He had a. We got some video of this, too. I think Josh will be able to. I gave. Do you use.
0: Does he, does he use the Bo Brooks mouth call?
1: <laughs> I, th- oh, I mean, I think he does. I don't
0: know. He's probably got them
1: all. I'm he, sure. I know his. Okay. He <laughs> Do we still have any of these, Pat? The titanium pot calls from Power Calls?
0: I've got a few left. The. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got a couple left. Hey, at the Kelly store, Power
1: swears by that pot coal. So, if anybody, anybody wants to get their hands on one, we got a few I left. A few. I don't know if we have any online, but he might have a few yeah. in the store. Anyways, yeah. we got off on a tangent there. That's all right. Um, so, it was kind of cool. We were on a Strutter decoy, and it was actually the the motorized one. The uh, What's that called? The XS Strutter? Yeah, the XS Apex Strutter. Uh, or true XS Strutter. True Strutter. Uh huh. Um, yeah so motorize with a Rio tail fan in there and then I had a lay down hen sitting right right next to it um, set up in a ground blind three of us I guess there was kind of I mean a lot of the guys there who were guiding or just hunting not really guiding but like they've already tagged out so we just went and sat you know it was my first first day there so they're wanting to get me on a bird I had two to shoot you, I think technically you had more tags you could fill but they were running a very tight-knit management program mm-hmm. so they had allocated a certain amount of birds for everybody and uh yeah we sat there we got there probably about maybe three o'clock two o'clock or something and the the goal was like hey we're gonna we're gonna see him at four was the potential but so this is all day hunting in texas yep, yep as opposed to one here we're in yeah missouri we're over here getting out of the woods at one so gotcha um, so this is yeah morning evening Okay, and we'll get into that here in a second on the second bird. But um, shoot, it wasn't even an hour after we got set up, a whole group of jakes came in, and that was we got some good content there. Yeah, three or four jakes came in, and they just they weren't super dominant, and they were scared of the uh, they weren't they were kind of scared of the uh, the motorized strutter, the true the excess true strutter, Mm -hmm. and uh but they weren't scared enough to get away they wanted to hang around but they weren't super dominant they wouldn't mess with the lay down hen they wouldn't jump on the back of the strutter but they would definitely go up to it and kind of you know spur it kind of thing kick it around got that good footage and then they they left and we had a couple hens come flying by one that was sitting right next to us on a fence post which was kind of funny and uh that was just overall great hunting we just turkeys cruising in and out and had the GoPro hooked up to the ground blind and I was using a, a not I didn't bring my shotgun down I was using a new gun that was uh had a turkey scope on it which is pretty cool that was kind of new but I guess it's plug-and-play now Th- uh, shooting some apex um, 12 gauge TSS um, I think it was eight and nine combo is a greenleaf eight and nine. Good, great load. Now, I guess I'll get to the point the first day. Those three birds or three or four jakes went away, and then they came back and they brought a more dominant bird about five mm. o'clock. Okay. So they come back in, more dominant birds with them. He's kind of in the back, and I don't know if that's the reason they came in because they've been there. We've been watching them for two, three hours just off in the woods a little bit, and they gobble and stuff when we call, but they're they're kind of done with us. But all of a sudden they get hooked up with this other, you know, more super jake dominant you know you know one year older bird right and then they come running back in it's about five o'clock and that bird you could tell was bigger more dominant he jumped on the hen first you know and then didn't like that the strutter was still there and he jumped on top of the strutter and was just beating the fire out of that decoy and i shot it right off the back of the decoy and jakes went back and got their older brother yeah, hey, yeah, hey, you we'll need to come. take care of some business. Hey, you need to take care of this 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 Tom out here. <laughs> they went and got some help. Yeah, yeah, shot it right off the back of the decoy. But I mean, I was kind of worried about Kelly Powers had a real, real fan in the back of that decoy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much I hated that fan, but he said that that fan was destroyed because the turkey was on the back, just Whoa. tearing it up, yeah. just destroying everything. But that makes sense. Yeah. But but that was the first day you were there, yeah, first day, like four or five hours into it, about five o'clock, shot one, and it's pretty yeah. cool Hey, my mind, uh, yeah, and then uh, so the how rocky it is out there, the spurs get really, really rounded, they're not very sharp hmm. And I was hearing that if you're in more sandy areas, they get really, really sharp, and we weren't we were in more of a rocky environment, and the the spurs are pretty rounded, and the beard wasn't very thick and full because I think the nutrition out there was as. Wasn't it as good. Were they eating you know, on more
0: grasshoppers and crickets?
1: It's something you know, I don't know exactly. Yeah, but I feel like it's more that style, insect style insects, insects, bugs, hot. and stuff. Hot. Yeah, it's pecking at fire ants or something. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'd, yeah. But then
0: you got a second
1: bird. Yeah, I didn't feel like I had to shoot it on day two, but day two I shot another one, and it was a whole. It was a great day. Great day. Didn't feel like I had to take a second one. Well, I, you know, I just didn't want to, like, rush it. I had a couple of days of the hunt, you know. And they're like, come on, let's go. You're shoot number two.
2: Never do that when you're I turkey know. hunting. Take the opportunity. But
1: that's kind of why I shot yeah. the first bird of that first evening. I was like, man, I just got to, you know, check one off the list, and then I can, Yeah, you know. Because if I wait, you know, trying to you get have a trophy a of or Rio. something, you know. I shot, yeah. Right. So. I had the, the Rios on the decoys. He's dominant. He's, you know, He's, you know. old enough. Shoot it. This Check happens it off the with
0: list. a lot of. Uh, I, I jotted it down and it happens a lot with turkey decoys, and you see it deer hunting too. But these turkeys that come in, the, these gobblers come in and attack another male decoy you put out. Mm-hmm. Is that like uh, if you go shopping in a clothing store and you just start punching mannequins? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like they, <laughs> it's just, it is weird to think about, like, in their mind, what are they thinking? Yeah, I mean, they probably got, I mean, like, they
1: obviously think it's real enough Yeah. to get in that close and, and then jump on it. Yeah, but a, and a real turkey would probably evade and try to jump on their back. So maybe they're not used to having something that, you know. It's real funny, too, when if the decoy
0: kind of bobs, you see it kind of come back, like especially if they're pecking the front of the decoy, Mm -hmm. you've seen those videos, well, then it kind of rocks back, but then it shoots back, like you're hitting one of them boxing dummies, and it comes back and hits them, and they're like,
1: oh, fight's on. Yeah. It's cool. I've never, I haven't shot a turkey off the back of a decoy Oh, that's great. So. That is awesome. Yeah.
0: Was the second bird on the – So the second day, take us through that. Was that morning or evening?
1: Middle of the day. So I'll middle get to of the that. day. So the second day was a different hunting style. First day was a ground blind, double bowl, and uh-huh. then some Higdon decoys. And the second day was, um, with Dave Nebraska. He's a call maker, makes some really cool stuff. And uh, we were doing more running gun style. I mean, this is putting my turkey vest to the test. Yeah, we're going out there. And it was a morning. If we have a we have an hour laid out for this, maybe because I will try to get through this quickly. But that's all right. We went to our first spot, and set up, and it was it was it was really neat. There was like thunder, like heat thunderstorms in the air, which is really interesting. We don't get a lot of that here, but you could see out over West Texas. It was just hot. There's lightning, but you couldn't hear the. It's far enough. I don't think you could hear the lightning, but it's just weird, and it was just a mm. weird morning. And then we're just sitting waiting waiting to hear a gobble, and then, you know, he's, he's. I think he's looking at a clock or just waiting for that moment, and he starts to, I think he, owl hoots a couple of times, but the the birds that we were trying to hunt had shifted a little bit off over a ridge, so we could hear him, but we could tell that they weren't, we weren't on top of them, or we weren't very close to him, and, you know, and he waited a little bit longer and, and did some really, 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 really. You know quiet hen calling and stuff nothing responding so you know we, we grouped back up and I could hear him I was like there's a there's a group over here a group over there but they're they're you know far away kind of over a ridge hmm and uh, it was kind of windy that morning and chilly um, well I think there was like just a front fighting through it was like warm winds and cold winds and stuff in that area which is I think why that lightning was going on or something um, we set up and we're just like you know he felt like the bird's going to be working through this draw and he's seen him there all the time so he's just you know let's stick it out but nothing came through there I'll just fast forward that mm-hmm. we were there for a little while and then we got back in the truck and as we were leaving we were driving we were driving I think just to go turn around towards the end of this you know farming road we were yep. you know we are inside the property inside the gate we're on a farm road check cattle because cattle was run on this and we're driving just down to have a good place to turn around right as we find that we see beautiful tom strutting out in the field that actually wasn't a field that we could hunt and uh, he looked like he's just about to come and hop the fence but he had a bunch of hens you know hooked up with them so we pulled the truck over and we got out and went down the hill and we were watching for a little bit called at them to see if they would would come over, and they just wouldn't. So we spent maybe 30 minutes seeing if they'd come over to our side. And then we said, all right, forget that. They're just getting stuck on this fence row. Let's leave that alone. Let's go out to another place. So we get in the truck, drive to another place uh, that he had access to hunt. And uh, we we found a group of birds as we were driving in. We let them cross right in front of us, you know, right in front of the farm road. You know, like, well, darn it, we we weren't at the spot we were wanting to hunt, but they were close, so we went up to the spot we were wanting to hunt, hopefully, you know, acting like nothing was we were feeding cattle right. or something, nothing was going on. We were just driving by and we went up to a spot that we thought that they would migrate, you know, work their way to. They never did. You know as far as we know at that you know, they never got up there. We waited and waited and waited. They they might have just hung out. It might have been a windy day, they might have hung out in the trees. Yeah. So then we get back in the truck, start heading back. We I think we're heading back to go get lunch, but it was about eleven o'clock, which is a little early lunch. But you know, we were just ready to go, ready to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And then we spot another group of toms off the you know off the farm road, again drive by like nothing's going on. Keep going down a little bit farther, hook behind a group of trees, get out. Now you're trying to run and gun through the trees and get around them. And we almost had this group of toms, and there's some good ones in there. And we just didn't realize how close we were to him when we, we all of a sudden it was like from me to the me to the Hayden over there, we close. just stepped on a rock and they all gobbled like right in front of us and just <laughs> just went berserk in all this. Are bushes. you using
0: a Reaper fan or something? No, you're running and gunning, or you're you know, just he
1: had, depending calling on, with no decoys. We had had a hen, um, on certain of those couple of those sits we had a hen but some of these were so fast that we were just setting up on calling and and where the birds were going to work to so we were just running and gunning he was a a great turkey caller he could do anything he wanted on there so we felt pretty confident we didn't have to have a hen um so yeah so we we got too close not realizing it that they'd moved on us by the time we went past them and tried to set up on them yeah and uh they were not far when they busted. From us and uh so then they worked their way up that way and so we got back and we left and got back in the truck and drove up to another spot and it was next to a it was like next to a barn and so we pulled past the barn park kind of hidden and we're gonna as we're walking past the barn there's some tur- there's some turkeys we noticed in the you know in the just in the woods actually um so we tried to set up you know, under a tree next to the barn and put the ter- put the turkey decoy out and try to call in. Right as we did that, the farmer's coming up to the barn, <laughs> you know, in this old cattle <laughs> feed truck and he's coming to get something out of it. So now hop in the back of the yeah, feed truck. It was no, yeah, it was no big deal. He's like, Oh, I didn't know you guys were up here and it was all good. And so we're like, All right, that's kind of lunchtime. So. Apparently, there's turkeys around every road they turn. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. Yeah, I think oh, we... there's we, another group. We encountered, like, 15 or plus, and, and just, like, a few miles stretch into this property. Yeah. Like, there was just... Probably just if you sat still, they would eventually migrate through. At some point, something walking, walking by you. Yeah, for real. Um, but, yeah, so we head back to get lunch. I, no joke, ate a sandwich... You know, sat for a second. And had a, we were had just, a turkey burger. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we just looked at each other. We were like, I mean, they're out moving around. We saw, saw more strutting on the way home. It's like, what are we doing sitting in camp? Like, let's just go back out. And we literally drive to the next spot. This is kind of funny. We parked a truck, and it's one of those rental trucks, new. And I don't think Dave has – maybe he does, but he, it's one of those key fob remotes, right? You don't actually – plug it into the engine to start it, it's all pushed to start well for some reason when we parked it there he's I don't know how I don't know how it works but he had the key fob in the truck or whatever and he shut the door and it honks once <laughs> um, didn't hear it gobble and I was like oh man you know it's kind of like okay everybody knows we're here now and then I get out my turkey vest out of the back seat and shut my door, and then it honks twice, <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, this is gonna be—it's <laughs> gonna be a few hours before we see anything, right?" Oh my god! Yeah, so we just climb up this hill. I have—I think—did I get GoPro video just climbing up this last hill? Did you remember that, Josh? I think so. That was when the GoPro died on the second bird. Like, I turned it on. I was like, "All right, here we go." Get like some—some some walking through this terrain and whatever. Yeah. And just about we get up to the top of the hill where we're going to set up under this nice shade tree, you know, I'm standing there. He's he's kind of looking around, and he just goes a little bit 5, 10 yards farther and looks around the bush, and she's like, turns around. I was like, there's three strutters, three strutters. And I was like, really? He we, we had a decoy with us, but we didn't have time to set it up. It was just sitting on the ground next to me, like on its side. And I just took a seat flipped down that pad mm-hmm. on our turkey vest, took a seat yeah. right next to this tree. And he and, and Dave's like, he became one with the tree. Like he, <laughs> you know, he was on his knees with the pot call, just like absorbed into the tree. Yeah. And he's over here working working the pot call real quiet because these things, I didn't realize it, but they were within 40 yards of what we were trying to set up. Gotcha. And I don't know if the wind was loud enough to where they didn't hear the call, the car honk or the truck honk. Or they didn't hear us walk up because it was so windy. But we were we pretty much almost walked up on without even knowing they were there. Yeah. And then they didn't really respond at first. But maybe they were kind of trying to figure out what's going on. And then they finally caught caught you know heard them. And then they just started going off gobbling. And he looked at me. He's like, "Yep, here they come." And they did. They came up, all three right in a row, facing me. Um, like I don't think you could another. You couldn't fit another bird between them, and I don't know how with them being all fully strut side by side. All oh, three, yeah, three in a row, side by side, no space between. they were kind of even like pushed in on their feathers. they were so close. It mm-hmm. was like they came in, you know, synchronized turkey like shield dancing. wall kind of thing. They just yeah came right up to us, and then right where we wanted to shoot them at, they're they're all three there going nuts, goblin, and and Dave was I think I think he kept calling but very 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 lightly and they were just going ballistic and you know, they were just going all over the place and i remember i was using that 12 gauge with the turkey sc- scope and i just had three heads all in the the scope for like a couple minutes <laughs> and i'm f- trying to figure out now i'm like who's the bigger bird who's got the bigger beard like you know the fan looks great and all that stuff and at the same time they're all crisscrossing and and there's heads everywhere, and I'm like, geez. I'm like he and Dave was wondering at the. He didn't tell me until after. He's like, "I wonder why he hasn't shot yet." And he's like, I, "He figured it was because they were all like intertwined." Yeah, he ended up getting three of them. Yeah, and uh, well, finally they were just kind of confused that they didn't see any hens there, and they started to sc- scoot off to the right, and that's when they separated enough to where I could shoot. But it was just a quick decision. I knew the one I was looking at. They started to split out. The first two were the ones I wasn't going to shoot. They split off right, and then the third one just kind of had that open space, and I kind of had to swing on him real quick because he started to walk right, mm-hmm. and I was like, "They're not getting out of here with yeah. that with that show they just put on. They're not right. that, the bird I'm going to shoot. It's not getting out of here." So I swung and shot, hit him, you know, right under the neck in the front. Though, yeah, I mean, no big deal. Down, done. Crazy. You know, so two shells, two apex shells, two turkeys, two two down. Had a blast. It was amazing. Um, I have some GoPro footage from the first one, but the GoPro died on the second one. But I do have the picture we can put up on here. Gotcha. Um, That's super neat. We can put up on the podcast. And Hayden will probably be posting some turkey pictures this week. If you just go to our Instagram, and check them out. We have a couple other people yeah. who have shot some turkeys yeah. who are involved you, with Rogers.
0: Where'd you go? You said you tried Nebraska? Yeah, I was up in Nebraska this past weekend. Gotcha. What's the So the limit down there you said it might have been more than two but so anyway? So they it's have at least West two. Texas
1: Rios. I haven't I didn't dig into like a lot of how it works, but they also have East East Texas tags, which I think are a different species. Okay. But West Texas I I have to see how many you're allowed. Um, but I think it might have been four. Gotcha. I could be wrong. Hmm. Check with your local game and fish. But yeah,
0: That's I always a good reminder. Yeah, that's going to be at the bottom of everything we post. Yeah, as a... Nebraska didn't they did they switch to one this year for out of state? Yep, I, I believe. Don't know. At least i for I've... sure,
1: or maybe they... it starts next year. I think they, but did. I know they're and lowering. They had a, they had, and they had a, a limit on out of state tags sold.
2: Yeah, there was a, there was a cap on tags. Mm-hmm. And then, I think they dropped it from three to two. Well, and it was that good.
1: a
0: public spot you no, went we were, to?
2: No, we were hunting a bunch of private stuff up in the hills. It's like when
0: it comes to waterfowl, you're you're Mr. Public. Mm-hmm. So these were this was a private spot, though.
2: Yeah, we were chasing them all over Kingdom Come. <laughs> <laughs> Those hills were brutal, man. Getting <laughs> <Was> after <laughs> oh, it. Oh yeah, dude. I felt like and I. And what's
0: it? What's the terrain there? Just hilly. Hilly short grass and,
2: prairie with cedars and hedgerows yeah sounds so fun (laughs) a lot of people go to
0: nebraska though to shoot turkeys yeah Yeah. 100 percent. well i got to
2: i got to see my first merriam's so that was cool okay they definitely have a lot whiter or tips on the tail feathers yeah like it's a noticeable I, i think it looks pretty cool it's really cool yeah so yeah we set up under the roost and had them fly down right in front of us about 80 yards and they worked their way over and it was like a group like 20 birds they were all strutting gobbling so you always
1: always have footage of like okay so i i saw like 15 birds in like a whole morning and they're different groups but you go up to nebraska and you had videos of last year of like 50 well it was early still so they
2: haven't broken up yeah Quite yeah He had a, like turkey, a whole flock. It's he had a turkey a army. Flock. Yeah, like, last year it was a turkey army.
1: Like coming down the cornfield, like right to him. And it was. It's like 30 hens just walking yeah, towards the blind. Single file, you know, all in cadence, you know. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. But, dang. But you had an opportunity at one, you
1: said.
2: Yes, I did. I missed.
0: Was it just, is it one of those it was so close? No, No, it was like 35 yards. Okay. So
2: it's a little further than I'm really comfortable shooting turkeys at. Yeah. But it was a situation where I've been watching them 35 yards in front of me for the past half hour. Dead
1: still or moving?
2: It was like 15 of them just in a wad going around these two trees. I can
1: only imagine like trying to pick out one and there's 15 of them. Yeah. And you're just like. Yeah, uh, when I had those three I was enough to like like figure out what I'm doing, you mm -hmm. know, because I was like there's turkeys everywhere, they're all on my scope, like I gotta wait till them separate and then like finally they did it and I just had to really quick and swing and shoot. I didn't even get the right I didn't get my preferred shot placement. It was still a dead you know, a deadly shot, but I can see fifteen. Jeez. I mean so
2: I was leaned up there's a little creek and we were on one side of it and the birds landed on the other side and so I'm leaned up against a brush pile. And I'm kind of at a weird sitting angle for where they were. And so I'm watching them work, and I'm trying to be as still as possible and not move. I'm trying to get my gun shoulder. I'm like, yeah, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. I can't really get my gun, like, in the pocket of my shoulder. And uh, I'm just watching and waiting for an opportunity. They kind of started getting a little closer. But there's these two trees right in front of us on the other side of the creek. They would not come past it. That was the line that they would not cross which was frustrating because my rule was like, all right, if they're inside these two trees, I'm going to shoot. It never really happened. They kind of started working over, but then they looked like they were kind of getting spooked. Hmm. And real nice toms. There's quite a few really nice ones in there. And they're kind of acting like something's up. They're about to bug out. And so I finally get this opportunity where this one tom is sitting – Standing next to this tree, other birds are to the right, other birds are to the left, nothing's behind it. And so I pull the trigger. Boom! This is a Chinese fire drill of turkeys. Had I have known that I'd missed, I would have shot another one right then and there because they flew towards us.
0: <laughs> but you didn't know at the time. I
2: didn't know at the time if right. I, if I knocked one or not.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Probably better off to make sure you know what's going on before yeah. you just start. Yeah. yeah,
2: it was a it was a fun hunt though. Was, Walk
0: up there and have twelve turkeys on the ground.
2: Yeah. It was, dude, it was twenty three degrees that morning mm. and like thirty mile an hour wind. Wow. It was so cold, and I'd been sitting there for this so was last long. week. Yeah, like yeah. S- uh, Sunday. Okay. Uh, I I couldn't feel my hands; they went numb, and so yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to pull the trigger when your fingers numb. It's not. An easy task.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, just tough to not have that sensation of being able to find the trigger pull correctly.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is, you know, you talk about missing, though, and whether people want to admit it or not. but And a lot of people do miss at turkeys. It is one of life's greatest unsolved mysteries. So I have a little... Of putting that bead on a turkey, Mm -hmm. pull the trigger... Miss, and well, you're all like, it
2: takes is for how? them to just dip their head down real quick. Just, or d-
0: I mean, you uh-huh. flinch a little bit when you pull the trigger. You only need one of those pellets, and it is amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah, uh, you know, and sometimes you get lucky enough. You get another shot, and a lot of times you don't because they are yeah. running. That that was the difficult part about my situation was like a baby like, ostrich. I, I,
2: I could have <laughs> shot another one. But with the lay of the terrain, there was this big old brush pile right next to where these turkeys were So like I had this thought that maybe if I hit it But didn't hit it very hard. It would like run over by that brush pile and find cover or Yeah, mm-hmm. do something like that. So like I did I didn't it wasn't like we were in a bean field where you could just see everything And you're like, okay, there's there's no bird like yeah. on the ground. Flopping. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. It was chaos
2: it was chaos like when I say a Chinese fire drill of turkeys Oh, yeah, they're just... It's just 20 just... turkeys. They all fly up, and then they land, and they're all running around.
1: Yeah.
0: hmm That's wild. Yeah. I have a little
1: story to add to that. And I won't mention names, but it was at in Texas when I was down there. One of the guys was... There's more to the story we can go over later with. One of the guys I got to you know real well um, in the industry, Um, I think his first day there, he went out, They sat for a decent amount of time, but he shot a bird. And it looked like he might have hit not a great place on the bird, but the bird was still definitely wounded but out and alive. And uh, I think it turned into chaos. And I don't know if anybody else has turkey stories like this, but we'd love to hear them. Um, It went to – I think I shot it. I think it's down to leave my gun and go try to retrieve it to – I don't have my gun, and this turkey's taken off down the hill to – both guys well the guy i think the guide and the and the guy hunting now had chased after it and they can't find it and they're like searching and then the guide going up i think and i i have to get when the guy's in town here we'll have to get him on the podcast so he can tell the story if he if we can convince him to tell a story okay It's gets it gets better the guide's going up to get the gun and they can't find it the guy hunting Finds the bird and they play ring around the Rosie" one tree probably about 20 times
2: just <laughs> And trying to catch it
1: just trying to get a hold of it <laughs> and I was I've heard Everything that he was throwing rocks at the turkey to Kicking and anything he could do to get this turkey bag. and it was just not that injured and I think <laughs> It was just stunned. It was chaos in a different way and as the other guy's going back up to get the gun, I, I don't or something like that happened. There ended up being another final shot and then a buttstock at the end to finish it out. And it was just like the whole ordeal. And it was the funniest. I can't. I we'll have to save that one for another podcast when we get him on here. Crazy. That'd be, that'd be pretty funny. But that was, it was we a had pretty that funny happen. story. I can only imagine the ring around the, you know, not around do the, the Rosie on the tree. The rosy.
0: When, so me and my dad. This is probably four years ago now, three years ago, maybe four. And uh, so I get a turkey. They come in, read the script right, blah, 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 shot it off the top of the decoy. And then his turkey come out like five minutes later from another direction. And he shoots out the blind. And, you know, it's because turkeys, you just, they flop around or they get a second wind, you know, so you try to get Mm -hmm. out there as quick as you can. And we go out after it and it jumps up and we're not quite to yet, so he shoots again. And I don't even, I still don't know to this day if he hit it the second time or the first time, but enough to where it wasn't totally running off. After that second shot, It like locked up with its head straight out, as straight as a two by four, like he was jousting, (laughs) and runs in a few circles, and then charges my dad, and runs into my dad, as we're standing out in the middle of the open, he just, mm, hits my dad in the leg, like, hey, get off me, (laughs) and so we back up far enough to, to, I mean, we shot it again, and then it was done, but... What's that turkey so I don't know uh, anyways man. but yeah it's just weird how they you know different things and the nerves and all that and they just <laughs> do weird stuff yeah. and they. that's a blast um, though for sure yes um yeah I don't know if uh I've been trying to ask around the store but um the other person who got one was Sonia who's our clothing manager your wife my wife <laughs> And um, so we broke. It's been almost seven years. She's been on seven-year drought, and we go every year. The same farm, because uh, there's no need to go anywhere else, you would think. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is turkeys there all the time. Just for whatever reason, over the past seven years, they just don't cooperate. So um, even Derek went out with Sonia one year, We're just trying to get her on one. But Yeah. Uh, so her dad went as well and so you know he lives up there and scouts out all the time so you know we gave him first draw and he chose to hunt what we call turkey corner where we always see the turkeys and then me and sonia were like "Ah, we'll hunt the other side of the road but he said "Mm, it's probably not worth it there's Mm -hmm. really nothing over there so we hunted this little field um it's a cut corn field but it's planted beans this year and um It's kind of surrounded by timber small field, but it's surrounded by timber all the way around except for Mm -hmm. the entrances in from the road. And uh, we know the turkeys, they they roost up on top of this bluff um, up in the timber, and we're sitting in the field below. And, of course, they start gobbling. Everybody's got different tactics. So um, we like hunting out in the open, turkey chairs, you know, low-profile chairs. And then uh, are,
1: you, are you backed up against trees? Up in the, uh, not in trees? this one,
0: no. So on this one we just we couldn't quite get to the tree line or else we would've I'd have to do a lot of brush clearing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So on this one we took our turkey chairs and backed up to some overgrown brush gotcha. as our backdrop. Okay. So I mean we were tucked in well, we weren't as tucked in as I thought we would be as it started getting lighter and I'm <laughs> like it looked yep. a lot more dense
1: There's, in the dark, and now that we're sitting here, oh man, that happens. The decoy spreads all the time. <laughs> <We laughs> decoy spreads are, we are duck wide blinds. open. Yeah, oh yeah, duck blinds oh, yeah. and decoy spreads.
0: But with turkeys, they have great vision. But if you are dead calm and not moving, they really don't pick you but out. Is it dead calm and a lot of skin covered, or is it or well could, that too? So yeah. obviously, you want to make you know face mask covered. Yeah. head to toe, blah, blah, blah. But um, but if you're super still, yeah. I mean, I've had turkeys walk one yard in front of mm-hmm. me and don't know I'm there. And that's sitting on the ground. Yeah. Um, and so right at sunrise, at least for me, everybody's tactics are different. I don't really call. And we're going to go over some tips and tricks here, but I don't call until they start making sound. Mm. I don't do locators. Um but I'm also not running and gunning, so it's not as crucial like the spot I'm at. Yeah. So they start sounding off. and there's gobblers, and you could tell there were some jakes too. You can kind of pick out their immature mm-hmm. gobble try. <laughs> you know it definitely has a different sound. So they were going off all morning. and then finally, one you could tell was up above us, and it's you know it's a pretty tall ridge line, straight up this embankment across this creek. And he kept going back and forth. I couldn't see him, but his gobble would get faint and it would get closer. So I knew he was just walking this old Mm -hmm. logging trail up there back and forth. And I'm like, gosh, I can't get him to come down here. And I had a a slate call, but I was using the box call right then. I usually use a box call because I can get it louder if I don't see any turkeys. So I'd go soft and then louder. I I would vary my tones and do quick and stuff and and I'd wait and wait and wait until and let him gobble a few times and then I'd call again. And about an hour goes by of this and then I start dozing off and I'm like, <laughs> and it's like seven ten and he gobbles again. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's still up there. So I give her just a you know a few quick yelps. And either that did it, or he had finally seen my decoys. I did a an Avian X, Avian X HDR Jake mm-hmm. over a avianX lay-down hen. Nice. And then I had a Flex Tone feeder, feeder hen. hen off to the side. Yeah. Maybe six, seven yards away. Did you ever kill anything over a funky chicken? Uh Yeah, Sonya's first turkey. Nice. Okay, go back to your story. Which, a... which aren't any wider than this mic. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like this is as big as their head and that's their body. Yep. They're, um, they're funky but
1: looking turkeys. A lot of turkey. people killed them. Oh, yeah. with Turkeys.
0: And they look just like a Jake, too, when they're all real thin and yeah. like stretched up. Mm-hmm. They're so <laughs> weird. They're not any wider than that. Yeah. Maybe that tall. And they have one of the best beards, though, because it was like encased in like this rubber half-balloon thing mm. instead of just, like, a little band, you know? Yeah. Because those bands get loose and then the beard on these decoys just go... Pfft. Yep. <laughs> um, Bad air day. Yeah. So as soon as I do that, I hear a crashing and I peek over my right shoulder up behind me and I see him just beelining towards us. Don't they make a ton of noise, though, sometimes? Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. And he's crashing through the timber and I s- immediately... I see his beer. I'm like, here he comes. I'm like, get your gun off safe, get it up, get it ready, because they get onto you so quick. Yeah. When they want to run at you, they're on top of you. And so I can hear it jump the creek, and he pops out on my right shoulder at five yards. I'm like, oh my god. And we're wide open, <laughs> sitting on the ground. I'm like, don't move. And uh, I was like, he. He puffed up right away, with spitting and drumming, mm-hmm. and starts walking out, splits the feeder, and then kind of goes to the side of my Jake, and then starts messing with it. And he won't... Uh, he's so close, 15 yards, like, I didn't want to move, and Sonya was already in a good position to fire mm-hmm. when he let his feathers down, stick his neck out, and that's what I was waiting for. And I probably could have waited a little longer, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity. Because if that turkey spooks and they go to run, it's so hard to shoot on a turkey that starts running. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be on it. And so he turns, clears my decoy, and faces us in full strut. And I'm like, "Your time's over, buddy." <laughs> you know, I say, yeah. "Go ahead and take it." And uh, and that's typically not the best shot. You'd rather them stick their head out but she shoots and it definitely hit it um, but it was a little high and so he didn't fall over right away and I'm thinking if he runs you know so I'm fumbling to get on my knees to take a shot she's like I got another one (laughs) and so she shoots and then that was the end of it and it was just elation of just a lot of years of near misses and or a coyote ruining our hunt one mm. year. Or just yeah. uh, We have bald eagles um, that nest next to the turkeys, which is crazy. Mm. And uh, so we had one of them flying over all morning. But sometimes that can hurt, too. You get a mature bald eagle buzzing around. And them turkeys become snacks, so mm-hmm. they don't want to come out either. So it was a great morning, though. It was a morning like you would right you talk about reading the script there was nothing you know you call they come right in and it's you know that's not always how it goes but anyways it was a great opening day and now it's my turn so we'll get back out sunday um so all in all good good success all the way around and and we all got to see some and so We'll get back after it this weekend, but
1: Brandon from the store shot one Monday as well. Brandon and
0: his dad doubled up with four tens. Nice. Um his dad had a four ten, um, some sort of pistol four ten. Oh. But it looks like something from the Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: <laughs> That's how it, yeah. I mean it looks insert Pirates of the Caribbean meme right here.
0: You know? yes it literally looked like one of those old just wood like nothing to it but and it was under a 25 yard gun that's all the farther he said it would shoot yeah and they put out a couple at least from what i could tell a couple and hen decoys mm-hmm. yep and uh they come right off the roost he snapped me a picture at like six fifteen. i mean it wasn't two minutes after shooting time or whatever they had and they down. were done. They flew right off the tree, right down into their decoys, and
1: It's good. It's nice. You can you can get up, you can get up on them without you know ruining the that right. roost. You know, yeah. Sometimes you sneak up on them, and you, you know, they just know you're there, and they will never come your way. off yeah. the, Off the, I've off had the roost. That happen a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, you can be a silent and no headlamp. All you know, try to figure everything you can do, and then still. Yeah. Just gotta kind of sneak in from the
0: right way. Obviously, we had youth as well that started out. I did write it down. The numbers haven't come out for opening weekend yet. I think for the adult, I say the adult portion, but the regular spring turkey mm-hmm. portion, they don't come out till the very end. But for youth, and this is Missouri, um, a total of one thousand two hundred thirty-four turkeys were killed. 978 adult gobblers, 246 juvenile gobblers, and 10 bearded hens um, for the youth season. Um, Osage County was the number one county with 39 birds total. Where's that at? And that is central Missouri. It's just southeast of Jeff City, maybe. I mean, part of it might still be in Jeff City, actually.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I can see that. It just seems like good old old turkey was down there. Different than up here, though. Yeah, actually, more of the numbers, I think, came from, one, the east side of the state, and then south. But if you probably think about population, too, when you get, like, St. Louis area, Jeff City. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying more hunters? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Just from population. Because you get northwest Missouri, it's pretty sparse. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. there might be a lot of birds, but hunter-wise, mm-hmm. you know, once you get past Columbia and then straight north and then west all the way to the Kansas and Nebraska line. There's not much northwest Missouri population. Yeah. Saint Joe's your biggest town. And it's not huge. Yeah. So Kansas City. Um, well yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of West Central. I don't know. I mean it's technically northwest, but yeah. Pretty good turkey season so real quick just wanted to run over and you know we've been hunting for years and and obviously there's rarities too so everything we're going to talk about here like people have different tips and tricks and Mm -hmm. i and i do a different setup than somebody else and you know uh mr waddell you know probably does something different than you know jury the Jury Brothers, you know, those are two guys that love turkey hunting, you know, but yeah. and they probably have totally different setups. So, um, but like calling, we'll kind of start with that. Um, one thing I learned early on, especially if you're new to this, is the overcalling um, is a is a big mistake. Yeah. So yeah. one thing you want to think about is. When you're calling, because it's so exciting when that Tom gobbles every time you yelp at him. But he's thinking you're coming to him then if you answer every single time because yeah. you're getting a reaction. So I used to do it. He'd gobble. I'd yell. Do it He'd again. He'd gobble. I'd yell. Do it yell. again. Well, if you do that, you need to play hard to get, is basically mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. So, um, you know, not overcalling and, and playing hard to get is a big one when you're calling. Um, So
1: that's a good tip. I think adding on to that, Pat, volume too, uh, your yes. volume, your call. I I kind of got to see a little bit more of it this past hunt in Texas and hearing some other guys call it turkeys. And and then I also got to see real live hens uh, one evening do exactly what they these guys were doing. And, you know, they these hens would be cruising around by themselves, and they'd just be these really, really small yelps. You know, very, very quiet. Just be clucking every now and again. Exactly. And, you know, we were sitting on the porch watching some walk by. It's kind of funny. There's that many turkeys around here sitting on a porch of a house. Just watched them (laughs) walk in the backyard, sort of. It's a big backyard. It's like a farm. But, you know, it would come by and it'd just be, like, making all these small noises and pecking around and just doing its thing. All of a sudden, for some reason – this hen got excited and wanted to, to to move a little bit farther away, not from us, but just she didn't know we were there. Um, we had enough obstruction between us and her. She just it was just time for her to you know hightail it out of there. She not she's not scared of anything. She was just moving because she was meeting up with some other birds. But all of a sudden, she went into this what I would call like that classic box call yelp loud. Mm-hmm. You just yelp, 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 yelp. And then she was just kind of moving around. And then after that, quiet. Yeah. She just did that really out of nowhere. She just got really excited. And she started moving around and started yelping real loud. And then she just quieted down. Yeah, unless it's super windy, them turkeys are here
0: you're calling a long ways off. Yes, yeah, And it's better to start soft yep. and work your way up. And then with that is to... um Mix up your calling so soft and louder, clucks, purrs. Just give it, you know, if you listen like you're talking about mm-hmm. to a group of birds and they're all making different sounds, it's not just you yeah. know a three four yelp every single time, yeah. Um, so, anyways, you know, the calling stuff you just get used to, yeah. It, leave but, some, leave but, some breaths
1: but, in there, leave some space uh-huh. for sure. And yeah. I would, you know, don't be surprised if, especially if you're hearing gobbles, don't be surprised to to work a uh, a really, really quiet call because they can still hear you. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, so I think
0: keeping it soft to start, and there's times where you need to get loud, um, and mixing it up and not over-calling. Um, and if... Like, if uh, if you're not seeing the turkeys, like, for me, I knew, you know, they the toms might be over a ridge or whatever. If you don't see the turkeys, like move your calls around or you'll see like guys with mouth calls, they'll cup their mouth or turn their head to give a, a mm-hmm. different sound, like a hen's moving around. It's not just a stationary call. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's kind of calling, um, the decoy setup, up and then setting up in general, everybody's got different ones. Like you talked about hunting in a blind. Um, I do it very seldom. I'm more of an open guy. It used to be just against a tree. Um,
1: yeah, the second that, bird I shot was yeah. just turkey chair sitting next to a tree. Right. And I enjoyed it, but yeah. I had to. I had to tell myself, just like you told Sonya, like I had to get the gun up. Not even just in my hand. Like I had to get the gun up. You know, rest. It was rest. I had my left elbow or left arm rested on my knee to help stabilize, and it was like that gun wasn't going to move. Just a little bit when i was going to need to shoot because i didn't want i didn't want to pick up the gun i didn't want to move or swing or anything like that i wanted to be ready pointed at the place i'm going to take my shot way before they're even in sight because we knew they were coming yeah yeah i wrote that down as be ready before
0: the bird gets to you yeah i mean if you know like okay there's a chance they're probably coming now is just have that gun up rested on your knee you're nice and relaxed You're pointed at the direction you think. Yeah, as little of movement as possible.
1: Yep, I um, found the left knee and the kind of the elbow kind of thing. I didn't have to like right. hold the gun up yep. um, for a long period of time. I just it was just a, a nice rest, just sitting right there. Yeah. Um,
0: for us, obviously, we were we kind of tucked in brush, but not as great as what I thought. Um, you know, especially with this ammo now, like if you're shooting TSS for sure you know, you in in like a a good choke. Mm-hmm. You can shoot so far that, you know, I would always sit right on the edge of the field. But yeah, now you, I mean if you can is get yourself one, back in there one layer five in five yards, one layer in, and just give yourself that natural cover, you're still gonna be able to shoot. Yeah. Plenty far. So, um but however you wanna do it. Um and then, uh, uh, like, I use the low pro chairs now. Those are nice just because yeah. I don't need a tree to lean up against or whatever. So, you know, there's all sorts of different ways. Um, the one thing with turkeys, obviously, we know they can see really well, but they don't see well in darkness, and they have bad depth perception. So being still and being super camouflaged mm-hmm. um, is going to help you out. Yeah. So, um, I'll flip my page over here, um but we talked about decoys, so like um at least from people that come to the store like I mean the most common setup that I've seen lately um it's one that I use is a a half or a quarter strut Jake, like a submissive style Jake mm-hmm. with the lay down head
1: um I mean it's different for different areas that's it's good around here when our turkey season is going, yeah um. I mean, unless you just really have a bunch of dominant birds that you know that you can put a strutter out. Right. And that you'll have dominant birds come in and, and you know, beat up on the strutter. Yeah. Um, having that three quarter strut or half strut, quarter strut, you know, any of those, just right. puny little Jake. Yeah. Give them more confidence to either, either a little bit more dominant Jake or a, a mature Tom to come in and for around here at least. I feel like that's a yeah, scenario. If you, you put out a big giant
0: strutter yeah um and that's if you're trophy hunting, can I mean. sometimes scare off a turkey that you might have shot yeah but it didn't come in because yeah if you're trophy on you, know, you know or if you're sh- wanting a big you know you're wanting a big shoot a big big old giant big bird old, yeah yeah you know mature floor bird. dragon beard and all that good yeah. stuff yeah go for it yeah yeah i love that lay down hen or just Hens in general, and you don't have to worry about a stake kind on of a lay-down hen either.
1: Less, yeah, less to worry about. Oh yeah, just throw it on yeah. the ground and you're good to go. Uh,
0: which sometimes it's good to bring a backup stake, <laughs> or else should be using a broken stick, stick, <laughs> or a or a you know cut corn stock. Yeah. So, um, but there's tons late season. T- sometimes you know um, it's better just to do a feeding hen. By the end of the season, um. You just do a feeding hen and it's that, you know, maybe she hasn't been bred yet or um, those toms have been worked over and beat up all season Mm -hmm. and they don't have the energy to go out there and fight another Jake or a tom, you know, so just putting a feeding hen out there. Um, I don't like to use an upright hen just by itself because they're in a lookout position. Yeah. Yeah. Upright goes well with the feeding. Yeah, but if you're if you're gonna do more than one, that's kinda nice. Um full struts do work, just you know, depend I mean I saw a lot of guys use a full strut. And obviously certain instances, I mean things work for you know, be confident with the gear you're putting out there too and have mm-hmm. fun with it. So um in the timber a lot they say not to use decoys. Um one visibility, um and two, you know, you're just cold calling to them yeah. and having them come to you. Uh, where in a field, they're visible. You got turkey decoys out there, and there's – you're in – you know, I'm talking about not open timber, but just that
1: undergrowth, and, I mean, they can't see it anyways. Yeah. So – Some of the guys hunting as a pair – I don't know if you have this down your list, but hunting as a pair, it kind of happened to me when I was there, but some of the guys had some really good success hunting in the timber – and they weren't, you know, you're hunting with your buddy. I know you kind of want to, like, sit tree to tree and, like, look at each mm-hmm. other and make funny faces and stuff. But they had they had this—I I mean, it was probably—I don't know if it was which came first, the elk or the turkey kind of scenario, but they had the caller behind the hunter, you know. Right. And he even had a fan just in case. Um, but it was, like, they found the birds, they started calling, they got set up, but the caller was— Twenty-five yards behind the hunter, mm-hmm. and he had a fan. I don't think they needed to use it, but it, he was ready to like you know in flash he it. In case
0: needed some movement yeah. to draw him in, mm-hmm.
1: that but makes sense. But the hunter was completely concealed in a different location, you know, and that could prevent some turkeys from getting hung up. But, For sure, you know, if you can't get them to come in, if that if that caller, if you guys are hunting in pair, obviously if one guy's you know yeah. kind of doing the calling and then you do the shoot and then you sw- you know flip it up and. change the script on him and you do the calling he does shooting yeah
2: one thing that we did this past weekend that worked was we had this property there was a fence and a road and another fence we couldn't hunt one side but we could hunt the other and there was a tom and a couple hens on the side that we couldn't hunt and so we crossed the fence and i set up in this scrawny little cedar tree that barely had any cover and we're calling to him nothing really happens and Guy i'm hunting with he says all right we're gonna try this and he walks off back further away and starts calling and boom yeah it was like something flipped i could see across the road these birds were strutting up and doing their thing and then I looked yeah because they're,
0: they're th- probably thinking well, when hens, oh, those hens yeah. are leaving now. Yeah.
2: well i look to my right and i see two turkeys pop up 10 yards away from me yeah <laughs> I'm like,
0: oh, oh boy, here they are. Here it
2: comes. Yeah. Because I knew there was a tom on that side of the road. And so these hens come by, one dips down low, and then one comes about seven yards right in front of me. Yeah. And it bugs off. No tom came through. But it's a neat little trick is like if you're hunting with somebody, yep. you're trying to get these birds to move a little bit. You act like you're a bird that's
1: yep. moving yep. off. Taking
2: oh. moving
0: off in that area. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, another thing that I do that's really helped me and, which I don't use a vest as much anymore since I have the chair. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, sometimes I'll just do a little backpack or, um, you know, I'll just use my pockets, right? A lot of these yeah, turkey you're, pants. You're saying you're not running a gun as much. Right. Yeah. Is uh, just having your calls and everything organized before that first light hits. So, you know, I'll have when I get there and it's still dark, I got my box call laid out, make search chalked up. I've got my pot call ready and everything's laying out, and I know exactly where it is. With a couple strikers, I always have two strikers in case one's not working right. Mm-hmm. That way you're not fumbling around, and you know, especially if you have a vest, just make sure everything's organized, and you know, it helps limit that movement. Yeah, and uh, for sure, you know, because any little bit of movement, forget it. I've been busted so many times on turkey. So oh, yeah, um, and really to finish up. You know, um, especially going in, you know, to the last week and a half of turkey season. Um, it's just some do's and don'ts. And and a lot of them we know, but as a reminder to people and um, things to be safe. But um, so a few that I had down was a do, and these are the do's, is obviously make sure you have your permit with you at all times. Like, don't, I know it sounds crazy, but you forget it or, or in Missouri, they have the app so you can use it. Did that. you guys use the
1: app Monday? Uh huh. Yep. And you, tele- yep. you checked it in on the app right yep, then and there?
0: Just notched it and then telechecked it and
1: we're done. All, all digitally. Yep. All
0: digitally. Nice. Um, but again, like at the store, we still sell the paper copies. So you can come mm-hmm. in if you want to do that. And um, if you do that, I'd probably put it in something waterproof and just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just saves you Yeah. from having, you know, even if it technically, You can have it, I believe, you can check, but if you have a tag, a paper copy, not a digital one, but you forgot it and you shoot a turkey thinking, well, I still have a tag, technically they could still give you a ticket. You have to have the tag with Mm -hmm. you. Um, And sometimes they'll look it up too, but just have it with you. Um, Another thing for like public, you know, I know you use it a lot when you waterfowl hunt um, I kind of hunt by a conservation area, but, you know, using Onyx or, or Google maps and, but just make sure you know where you're at, you know, there's not always a fence and then pretty mm-hmm. soon you're cruising and you get lost and, you know, so that's a good thing to have, Yeah, you know, use that technology to your advantage make sure you're not, you know, crossing over onto somebody's private land and you just ruined his hunt and now everybody's mad at each other. Um. Another thing to do, um, and this is private or public, you know, is uh, make sure you're visible walking out, especially when you're walking through that timber. You know, yep. a lot of the vests now have the orange tag yeah. or, orange or maybe you so. got an orange blaze beanie used for deer hunting in your backpack. You throw that on walking out. So when you're making, you know, you're rustling through the trees and um, yeah. no one mistakes you for <laughs> something and uh, and do identify what you're shooting at, you know, and what's behind it. Um, same thing when you get a group of turkeys. Yep. Right? Is, you know, okay, you're so focused on that one, is there are two turkeys standing right behind it, and pretty soon you're in a pickle because you just shot a whole flock. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, now they're all flopping around. Well, when it's... I was sitting there ready to shoot, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking, I'm going, all right, how's my spread going to? Spread yeah. out here when I shoot, yeah,
0: 100%. What's, and sometimes the, you just
1: got to wait, and that's yeah. just the way it is. So I had to wait on the la- the second bird, exactly, you know, yeah, and the first one, too. I really had to wait to mm-hmm. get these uh, get those other Jake's out of the way, yeah, and get a clear shot, exactly.
0: Um, and then a few don'ts, um, don't think you know the laws based off of previous seasons. Yep. Um, things change, you know, um, and they might maybe they haven't changed in the last 10 years, but. Check them. I know the MDC, they have a meeting every year where they set the dates and maybe rule changes or whatever. So just double check it each year before you head out. Um, Don't not tell someone where you're at. If you're a guy that's going to go by yourself or a woman that's going to go by yourself, just let someone know where you're at. Um, Whether it's the farmer or the property you're on or a relative or something, you know, in case you... You know what I mean? You get hurt or something, they know at least where you were supposed to be at. Um, this is for me, and I'm sure some people have. This one's a don't for me, but don't use a creeper decoy on public land. Um, I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah. Um, be creeping around with a fan you're hiding behind Yep. and uh, sneak up over a ridge and get shot. On public land so I wouldn't do that um, don't wear red white and blue those are the three colors you shouldn't wear while you're turkey hunting because um, then you look like a turkey's head so um, yeah. you should cover that up it's funny I was watching an episode of Meat Eater and, and when he took uh, Rogan and Callahan or another guy and he had a red white and blue scarf on and, Oh yeah. and, and Ranella goes mm, I know you like that but you're going to have to take that off yeah that's a big no-no and then uh uh don't let the excitement cloud your judgment Uh so we've talked about that but any type of hunting right Mm you know flock you know flock of mallards are buzzing in or uh you know deer running through the woods and you're just like there's a deer and you start shooting or turkeys or whatever but that excitement will get to you it clouds your judgment you start getting tunnel vision safety goes at the window you're not identifying what you're shooting at you don't see what's behind it um you know so just stay calm take time if you don't get one you don't get one but you're safe Yep. so
1: you know what i mean jelly bean yeah so last night the last night i was in texas i couldn't turkey hunt but we had to figure out something to do right yep so we went out and sat and looked out this, you know, beautiful West Texas landscape, and we had about four feeders in our view. And what we were waiting on was a bunch of wild pigs come through. So just sitting there. I don't think I was playing solitaires in the evening, just kind of killing time. And finally one, uh, one nice sow came up, just good-looking wild hog for sure. She came out, was under a feeder. Got to, uh yeah, I think it was a 308. It had a 308. They let me borrow and dang, got to, I shot it right through the the ears. I've
0: always wanted that to was do it. That, huh? yeah,
1: that was it. What did they do? Hmm? Did you just get rid of it, or did you? Well, did anybody? So this was, it was last night, and there were a problem down there. We did get rid of it. Yeah. Um it wasn't. We didn't have the time to. Yeah, I mean a lot of them too. They do. Yeah, you know, we didn't have the just... time to do any th- some type of preparation with it. Yep. But they did, the the rancher gets paid for every tail uh, huh. that of a hog that you shoot down there because they're that bad of a problem. Oh yeah, they just I think, they think p- he gets paid like forty dollars a they tail. They tear huh. up. I think was farmland. Right. So it was not twenty. It's it was so, so bad. It was forty.
2: <laughs> so you didn't even have time to cut a backstrap out of
1: no. it. No. <laughs> cut that tail off. Yeah, you cut the I'm tail off for forty and bucks. So. It was like yeah, it was the, that night. Dart getting picked up by the truck, and we were gonna go home and then the next morning we're flying out, so mm-hmm. yeah, and it was a you know anyways that's exciting I'd kinda, like
0: to do that about well, me too my buddy I mean just, it wasn't
1: supposed to be a hog hunt or anything like that. it was just like, hey, there's hogs here, and there's four feeders that they bounce around um if you don't have a turkey to shoot, why don't you go sit there? My buddy went on a chopper one just
0: oh, a month yeah. or two ago, yeah. You're talking about all sorts of stories. choppers, out the side of the chopper. Thermal. Yeah. yeah, they're bad though. They yep. really are bad. So, yeah, hopefully everybody had a successful turkey season or is going to have one. And, yeah. and, uh. Makes you want to go out in the morning. Well, I
1: haven't gone out in Missouri yet.
0: Make sure you tag us. And Roger Sporting Goods, so we can see. We love checking out hunting pictures.
1: Yeah, I mean, Hayden's got some pictures like to post this week on Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Who uh, who shot a turkey in Tennessee this week?
0: Yeah, if you want, like we had Winchester on here. But James the, Winchester, uh, the old James,
1: snapper for the
0: Chiefs. Yeah, he uh, stopped in the store. We got him all outfitted. outfitted up. He was heading out there, I believe. He took his son with him. Um, but anyways, he was flying out to Tennessee and... Took on with the archery. Oh, out you did shoot one with so. the bow. It was bow kill. Nice. Yeah. Sent me a
1: picture and it was, it was sweet. There's well, some pictures running through. We yeah. had yeah, some largemouth bass getting caught and some turkeys yeah. getting shot. Yeah. yeah. Trout? Yeah. We get a lot of trout picks this time mm-hmm. of year. Everybody's wearing Rogers waders and their Rogers hoodies and catching trout. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's on. Morels yeah. are popping. Oh, yep. Shh you know a spot let me know if you don't like to eat them (laughs) but you like to pick them i'll even take some from you i think that's very rare for somebody who likes to pick them and not eat them yeah very few but if you're one of those people yeah so yep fishing
1: morels turkey no so probably next next podcast is more fishing I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready
0: to go. Yeah, we're about ready. I mean, we're really starting to. The water's heating up, and we might have to do a fishing, fishing
1: challenge be, tomorrow, Pat. When you're be here, popping off fishing challenge tomorrow. We might have to do. it. We will one hour, two hour fishing challenge. It's yep. gonna rain.
2: What sixty five percent chance during to rain. the day? I don't know.
1: What's the hourly here?
2: Hourly. Let me look. Come
0: on, Busby. Busby.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm Gary Lizek.
2: I've got an ad.
0: It's didn't ad
1: didn't right. both of those guys retire? Uh, I saw Busby.
0: Is he? Still oh, going? Brian Busby.
2: Looks like the rain's going to quit at about 9 o'clock.
1: Oh, oh nice. shoot. Oh, yeah. By, oh They'll be ready to feed well, sun, by the time I get sunshine out Sunshine
2: at 1 o'clock.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, 63,
2: I'm, sunshine, how windy. Shoot. Josh, uh, you bring your
1: GoPros tomorrow? I yeah, have to I bring my poles.
2: 16 to 26 mile an hour wind.
1: Yeah. I Perfect. Think, I think bring your poles. I'm going to cast yeah. real high into the air. We're going to have a challenge with beeline spinners and... Trophy hybrid bluegills, sunfish. That's, I'll bring my fly the rod. New, the new Rogers. Uh, are we talking about the new Rogers little bees? Little, yeah. The, yeah or what the, no, yeah, the little bees, not the bee lines. Bee lines are under your feet. They're not oh. even oh. somewhere. You'll have to show yeah. me oh, those yeah, when those. we get off Bee yeah. lines are inline spinners. Bee line. Hayden, bring your pole.
0: Hayden, you, you
2: got a fishing one? pole?
1: All right, I'm I'll bring not. you a pole.
2: Actually, I might. Somewhere. Oh, I, I got know where you
1: can get one.
0: I got, I got a pile of them. I have a, <laughs> I'm just sporting You want a 13-footer? Or
2: 12-footer? 10-footer?
0: Yeah. You only have to cast. We'll get when you Josh's one of them ones from the store Dude, there, Yeah, the Barbie ones. Footer. I think we got some 18-footers at the store, so you just oh, hold it nice. out there. Well, I think
2: I saw like a Spider-Man one or something over there.
1: Yeah. Oh, we do. We no. got. That was, the, that was the gig. We need to figure out if we have any of those here. It was, I'll, I'll bring a couple, and then we'll have, somebody's going to have to draw the Spider-Man rod, and we have to see who 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 uh, who catches as the most. As long as we spool it up with spider wire, <laughs>
0: uh, that was, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, mean. Yeah, sounds good. All right, we're yeah, going H- fishing. Hayden's gonna Hayden's gonna be out there filming, and we're gonna do a little. Just a little social media challenge for like an hour or so. Social media challenge with some Roger's baits. Yeah, we're going to highlight the new... I mean, it's like one of the best baits to have when you go to any farm pond anywhere. And we're at a place that has some trophy hybrids in it. So we'll stone. do it, fish. We'll do it. Like the size of a dinner plate.
2: I'm going to have to bring like my
1: stringer. same shape, too. It's like...
2: I'll bring my cooler.
0: Just a circle. Yeah.
2: of we'll a fish fry. <laughs>
0: I'm having yeah. a turkey fry tonight. Ooh, I know. You told me about that. Turkey fry, a little fried pickles, a little mac cheese.
1: Man. That's how you do it. From field know. to table. I got a rock. You got a rock? I need to, I'm going to just fry my turkey. I'm on. It's on. I need to figure out what I'm gonna, how I'm going to prepare it. I'll make
2: Sandhill Crane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, bring some in. Yeah, I I never had got, it. Hey, it's getting nice
1: enough now. We need to have some, like... Yeah, we got to hey, do, we we gotta, do we we some of I still our got those brats, duck brats in the freezer. I haven't in the touched freezer.
2: them. If you haven't touched them, they're brats. still in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, if we, we got, got put here, them in if the we fridge got here early
0: them. enough, we need a smoker for the warehouse. We could throw something on the smoker like 8 in the morning and be ready to go by the time lunch rolled around. I think I know somebody.
2: I think I know somebody, too.
0: I know where one's at still in the box. Where? I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> With that being said, we're gonna go snack. I'm hungry now. And if you guys yeah. enjoyed this episode, yeah.
1: make sure to leave us a
2: rating, subscribe, follow us on social media, and we will catch send you guys us
1: your picks. Yeah, next time. The video of this podcast is on YouTube, RogerSportingGoods.com.
0: See y'all later. Out.